This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Keep it rolling. We're talking about award season, early award season in regards to who wins what. We were just talking about the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, What do you think? Defensive Rookie of the Year, I'm really torn on this because it seems to usually go to a pass rusher, to somebody who's in on every play, disrupting the passer, picking up big sack numbers. But the two guys I like best, defensive backs. I just think there's there's a chance for a couple of guys to pick up pretty big interception numbers this year. It's Emmanuel Forbes. And Christian Gonzalez. Uh, Gonzalez going to the Patriots. He has Belichick. He's developed some pretty good defensive backs in his time there. Hell of a coach. And Forbes, man, if that Washington's uh, D-line is what it's finally supposed to be, like if they have those dudes healthy, he's going to have some opportunity. He's going to have a lot of quarterbacks under pressure. He's going to have the opportunity to pick off some passes. So I like both of those guys a little bit. If we want to go a little down the board on a pass rusher. Okay. I've been listening. WIP, everyone loves Nolan Smith. Okay. I think Nolan Smith is uh, 20 to 1. Nolan Smith, 20 Not to 1. Not bad. Nolan Smith, 21. Emmanuel Forbes is 16 to 1. Uh, Christian Gonzalez is 10 to 1. So pretty good odds on all of those if you like those. The two people that I'm looking at are one eagle and one non-eagle, and it's like you. It's one in the line, one big person back in the secondary. Uh, Jalen Carter from everything we hear here in Philadelphia is that he's wrecking shop, right? He's a steal of the draft. He was a number one player on a lot of people's draft boards, but because of what they felt like were issues at Georgia, he had some issues. He went all the way down and was selected by the Philadelphia Eagles 10th, I believe. Yeah. If you're the best player and now you're on a team where you get to have a certain amount of snaps and you're playing with a bunch of pass rushers behind you, you get single coverage. You just get to go. You just get to attack Jalen Carter. Again, he's, uh, six to one. He's the second biggest odds. Will Anderson is obviously first uh, at four to one. But again, if Jalen Carter is that guy everyone thinks he is and, and, and can wreck shop like people are saying he's doing in the Philadelphia camp, I go there. The other guy I'm going with is Brian Branch at 20 to one. Again, we, you know, we don't talk about secondary individuals uh, much, right? Like we don't, not secondary. We don't talk about safeties that much yeah. anymore. They don't get a lot of the props, but he's a guy who is going to be in on a lot of things when it comes to being able to tackle, being able to cover the tight ends, cover cover the three spots. He's supposed to be someone who's very versatile. So on a team in the Detroit Lions, I know some people think they're really not contenders. Other people love them. But either way, they're a, a more improved team where he's going to get a lot of reps and a lot of sh- uh, a big shot. So that would be my long distance person. Like, eh, 20 to one, Brian Branch. He comes in and starts right away. He can get a lot of opportunities to get some interceptions, rack up a lot of tackles, and do some damage on a team that could potentially be a playoff team. That's I'm interested to see how they deploy him and uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson because Johnson was kind of that ball hawk last year in the Eagles secondary. He signed with Detroit. So it'll be interesting to see how they use him, maybe 
Gardner Johnson back into that nickel corner where he'd been more in New Orleans, and we'll see how they use him. The Jalen Carter one, man, I like. I don't want to bet it because it seems homerish. The one, like the one thing stopping me from being like, oh yeah, Jalen Carter. Like the reports out of camp right now are, oh he's beating up the Eagles like you know number one ranked O line pretty good, and it's the start of camp like. Who knows? Yeah, like, the vets who, ain't ready to. Be. Yeah, like yeah. Who who knows how much they're really trying out there? But a lot of really good players on O line, and he's doing well. The Eagles' rotation. I wonder if it stops him from getting enough reps to rack up the sacks. Like that's the only thing. Like that's the only. But he might just be the best player, and he plays the most snaps. Yeah. Like they still have guys who do play sixty, seventy percent of the game. Yeah. It's if, just a deep rotation. If he's, if he's dominating, the, the, his reps are going to go up. Yes. He's going to be less off the field, and even if he's a part-time player at the D line, the way people pass at this point, you're going to get a lot of reps that's, per game. You you can get thirty. You can get twenty five snaps. And last game. year the Eagles had four guys with eleven sacks, so it's not out of like he could be a yeah. part-time player. Like Brandon Graham played the fewest snaps of his career and had the most sacks of his career. Yeah. If it's a similar defense to last year's, it's not like he won't have the opportunity. It's fine. And again, guys like Hassan Reddick are going to get doubled, which is going to lead more one-on-one opportunities. If he's next to Fletcher Cox, yeah. they're going to pay attention to Flex first, even though Fletch is on the decline. They're going to pay attention to him first, Hassan Reddick before him. So he'll get the opportunities because he's with those dogs. This is Muda Offensive Player of the Year. Jamar Chase, 10-1. to Justin Jefferson, 13-1. Christian McCaffrey, 16-1. Nick Chubb, 18. Tyreek Hill, 20. Lamar, 20. So on and so forth. I'm going Christian McCaffrey, dog. To me, a whole year with that. To me, I expect him to be the first guy in a while to have 1,000-yard rushing and 1,000-yard receiving. Like, that's how... Like, you saw what it was with the 49ers when he got there. You were like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is best weapon in the league type of stuff with Kyle Shanahan running the show. And it, the game, we say, oh, they they have a healthy quarterback that can game manage and distribute. I like Christian McCaffrey all the way to win this thing at 16-1. You're surprised he's not the favorite? I guess I, I, I'm not surprised because there's a lot of people, and it, it fairly so, who have a lot of questions about their offense based on not trusting their quarterback situation. But again, I was never a guy who thought Jimmy G was that big of a deal. So... Yeah. Well, that's the, like, to me, that should raise his value. Like, you know one thing about this offense. And then, listen, Debo's awesome. Ayuk plays a role. Kittle's really good. But Christian McCaffrey's the best player in this offense now. It's not a maybe their left tackle. But, dude, who's going to touch the ball? McCaffrey. Yeah. And it's this ultimate weapon given to, I think, maybe the second best offensive play designer in the league behind only Reed and Kyle Shanahan. Like, I... I'm just surprised he's not the favorite because listen, Jamar Chase ten to one, Justin Jefferson thirteen. It's not like he's being disrespected, but those guys do one thing. <laughs> McCaffrey does two. Is yeah. it just a question of health? Like because he does both things, he could get so many. Listen, he could be the odds-on favorite through ten weeks, and running backs just kind of take a beating. But that whole Niners offense is like pace and space. Like they're a basketball team, you know. Yeah. So I. I mean, the all, I just feel like he should be the favorite. Like sixteen seems like kind of a kind of a steal on McCaffrey. Where it could be is that they distribute it too much. Okay, Debo. I mean, running. He had a down season because he was injured. How he was injured, but how much any runs does he get? Right, George Kittle flourished when Garoppolo was gone. Like how many types? You know what I mean? So yeah. the 49ers know how to spread it out. So is it too spread out for? 
uh, Christian to get those raw numbers that he may need to beat a Justin Jefferson who's going to be the number one everything all the time and get 1,700 yards receiving. Well, that's, you look at like targets last year. Justin Jefferson ran away with targets and receptions. Yeah. Like, he just might get that many touches again, especially now we talked about last week. No Thielen, no Cook. That's That's a lot of... That's like 110 catches out of their offense. And he yeah. already ran away with the most targets in the league, Justin Jefferson. So yeah. it's – I see that it's – there's stiff competition. just feels like the ceiling of McCaffrey, like you said, is a 2,000-yard guy. And last big award that we go to, I mean, can it be anybody but DeMar? Comeback it's player, so, DeMar. Is, uh, yeah, again, it's, it's, it's Shohei Otani difference. Like, he's minus, minus 300. 300. The next guy is Tua at 20 to 1. Tua, yeah. He's minus 300 in a, as well, we got discussed a lot on uh-huh. uh, You Better You Bet last season, an award with no actual criteria. You could be coming back from an injury. You might already come back from an injury. Like, mm-hmm. nobody, and this dude, like, his heart stopped on the field on national TV. We all saw it. It was the number one story in sports last year. Damar Hamlin. Yeah. I don't know how you bet this, like, especially preseason. Like, maybe we get a better idea. You know, like, if Damar Hamlin steps on the field this year, yeah. does he win automatically? Yeah. Like, may, but what if Tua is an MVP finalist? Doesn't he, like, no. we just don't know what the criteria is here. We don't know how people are going to judge. Like, we're talking. Uh, we've said how many times well, Tua's career could be over. Like next time he gets sacked, it could be it for him. Yeah, and then he's throws for forty two hundred yards and thirty touchdowns. How do you not give it to the uh, next to Demar? Like does Demar have to have a good year? Does he have to have four intercept? Like I don't know how you bet this when there's just no criteria right now. Like, maybe because Tua's a long shot, Russ is a long like. Yeah, is Russ it, is healthy. <laughs> what is he coming back from? Trey Lance is a. What if Trey Lance is everything yeah, they you they, know they they mix most improved with yes with comeback. Like, There's no most improved. Like it's all. Like Gino one, wasn't the comeback player. He was the most. He improved. came back from sucking. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was the most improved, but he wasn't comeback. So like, to have Russell Wilson on there, it's like, oh, what are you talking about? Like you know what I mean? Like players like that didn't come back from anything. They just improved. If we're being honest with you, so again. But even if DeMar, and good for him, if DeMar steps on the field, oh, again, he's another guy that I'm like, all right, a little bit of worry. Like, so, Lamar's at 20. His ceiling is MVP. How is he not? Like, Is yeah. he too good for comeback player? Because, like, oh, well, he's going to be an MVP finals. He's not in comeback player territory. Like, I, I don't know how you bet this when there's no criteria and a dude who we saw die yeah. is going to play. I just, he's literally come yeah. back. I I really hope Demar wins it because that means he played and he stayed. Yeah, no, and that's you know what I mean. We all want him to win, you know. Like we're all we're talking about football stuff, and like we're this is a young man's life. Yeah, yeah, for one hundred percent. So, you know, we got to sort of stick with that and hope that continues to go. Let's before we go, uh, before we uh, we're done with awards, but any other future that 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 interests you whether it's most regular season pass touchdowns most receiving touchdowns any other thing that you're just looking at uh before we go on this break that you would definitely better yeah we touched on this a bit last season justin jefferson is not the fit or last week justin jefferson is not the favorite for most regular season receptions at plus 650 mm-hmm. he ran away with that and targets last year chase and cup are ahead of him i like feeling and cook out of the offense i don't know how justin jefferson doesn't have the most catches yeah 
again, you said Jamar Cooper. I mean, when Cooper was healthy, he was he was the, the guy. But I think the Rams just as what if they just stink? Won't be as good <laughs> yeah. offensively. They won't have the ball as much, so it's going to be hard for him to get those amount of receptions. So, you know, I'm not going there. And then everything else, I'm just going to say Patrick for everything. Pat, just Mahomes, <laughs> like probably Pat. most <laughs> touchdowns. Pat, yeah. right? Like most yards, my Pat, eh, Pat. It's just. In a league that has so many good quarterbacks now, like top of the like top echelon guys, he's still running away with it in my mind. Yeah. The best. It's him or nothing.